What's up, everybody? It's Stephen Kramer Glickman. I've got a great, special, uh, cool thing I want to talk to you about. Ladies and gentlemen, in Los Angeles, you know what everybody's into? Everyone's into vapes. <laughs> That's right. Vape, vape, vapes. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this, guys. Vapes are like the big thing right now, but you know what? You can get uh, the wrong kind. That's everybody knows that you can always get the wrong kind of something. And this is the right kind. This is the right stuff. This is the good stuff. This is the best stuff. Uh, Blackout X. You go to blackoutx.com. Uh, you should check this out. They've got this thing. It's the, the Premier Vape 2016. Uh, this thing is selling for $99 and 95 cents. Um, compare that to, uh, other people's prices. These, that, this type of products like 134 bucks. You're saving a lot of money going and getting something like this. Zero combustion, three in one, no coil. What people are talking about this thing. People are talking about blackout X right now. The premier three in one vaporizer is the most anticipated vaporizer on the market. We've been hearing about this and people really, they really, Really want a pure convection vaporizer that could handle large quantities of dry herb, oil, liquids, wax with multiple fixed temperatures. You can do, um, you know, uh, 375 degrees Fahrenheit, um, 410 other numbers uh, in a unibody device for less than a hundred bucks. What are you talking about? People want this. Additionally, the premier has a large 200 and let's wait, 2,200 um, uh, megahertz battery built in. I don't know a lot about science. All right. But I can tell you this, this thing's amazing. All right, it can support inline charging via micro USB. There's no coil. It's just a convection baking chamber that prevents burning and maximizes vapor. All right, this is the best multi-temp three-in-one vaporizer in the world, and it's less than 140 bucks. I mean, it's less than 100 bucks right now. 99.95. Um, let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about a couple other awesome things. Um. Most vapes don't have a two-year warranty, but guess who does? These guys do. Bring in the heat. Bring in the heat. I broke up with my ex-girl. I wait, I don't know where that came from. I don't know what what sound what sound that is. Um, but uh, but this is it's awesome. It's got a packing tool. It's got a cleaning brush, instruction manual, micro USB charging cable. Um, it's got that battery. I was trying to pronounce uh, the built-in battery. It's it's very very cool. And uh, and here's the best part, folks. Here's the best part. Uh, right now, we are going to give you, the audience fifteen percent a fifteen percent off coupon. Fifteen percent off coupon. Uh, they will also get free shipping when they spend twenty dollars or more. Uh, the coupon code is SKG15. That's SKG. One five. It's blackoutx.com. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, it's the nighttime show with guests from the Howard Stern Show. Craig Gass and the head writer of the nighttime show, Matt Walker. 
I'm Robbie Carlisle, your guest host, because Mike Black is off fighting demons. And ladies and gentlemen, your host, your amazing dude, the nighttime show's Steven Kramer Glickman. Hey, what's <laughs> going on, everybody? How we doing? We're having a good time? Yeah. That's our yes. house band, Ex Mortis, who we love and adore, yeah. um, currently on the road. Uh, on tour. On tour. Catch them if you're... In the seventh in, circle of hell. <laughs> if you're in Bakersfield or Fresno or whatever, they actually still have metal concerts. Exactly. That's the, actually the, seventh the seventh circle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that Good. is the there seventh circle go. of hell. Yeah. There we go. We both did it. We both did it, Robbie. Robbie, how are you this week? I, I'm good. I haven't gotten beat up yet. You haven't gotten beat up in a You haven't gotten beat up in a Ralph's bathroom? That's great, buddy. Not, not, not in a few weeks. <laughs> that's so that's so great. Last time the last time we had you on the show, it was to discuss uh you getting the shit kicked out of you while taking a shit. Yeah. Um I, I was fisted orally. Okay. Uh. All right. That's not okay, buddy. That's not at all what we were going for. <laughs> you doing okay though? Life treating you all right? I I am a I'm a stand-up comic that looks like me. I, I have to get so up. No, and, no. Life like, has treated. Life has dealt him a bad hand. I'm not supposed to jump in for a few minutes, but <laughs> I can't. I can't not let that uh, story pass by without asking a couple questions. Go for it. It's fine. We uh, talked about it in the past, but you were not here, so yeah. please. Craig Gas here, usually funny. Um, you were for real punched while you were trying to take a shit. Yeah, like for real, <laughs> punched in the face to the point he broke my glasses. Why did he punch you? I'm just very punchable, apparently. <laughs> what, was there, what, what led up to, was there an actual exchange or was he crazy? Oh, no, like um, I was sitting in there taking a shit and he was mad saying, you better hurry up. By the way, who the, who the hell takes a shit in a Ralph's bathroom? People who have exhausted their options in life. <laughs> when it hits you, it hits you. So you're in a Ralph's, you're at Ralph's, you have to poop, you yeah. go back to poop. And then how long are you able to sit on the toilet before you hear this guy getting impatient? Uh, about six minutes. And then how long is he getting impatient before he finally... Does he kick the door in? Oh, he kicks the door in. He kicks the door <laughs> he in. He kicks the door in. Like, are you rude to him? At, do you say anything to him while you're pooping? Like, ah, uh, go fuck yourself? Well, kind... Like, I'm a smart ass. Uh, yeah, well... And oh, yeah. apparently uh, gay humor with Hispanic tall dudes that look like fucking, like, skinhead... Like, this was... He's a cello. Yeah, yeah. Like, you fucked with a cholo at Ralph's. What's wrong with you, Robbie? I didn't know it was a cholo. You couldn't tell by the voice. You can tell by the voice. Like, I am bad at reading situations. Whatever it was, you said something what that you, set off a guy. Did you set him off? Like, well, pretty much I told him to go, well, pretty much fuck himself. Like, you said, I swear well, to God, I'm going to come in there. And I'm like, oh, that'll be great. Well, I've, then you invited it. That's what happened. Well, it was like, that would be great. Like, and yeah, yeah, wonderful. Like, sarcastic. My sympathy starting to go don't down. Understand sarcasm. No, I, I told you I'm very punchable. I just, but well, you also riled up a cholo. What's wrong with you? Not intentionally. Yes, intentionally. Yes, it was intentional. Yeah. You totally did it. You, you didn't tell somebody to go fuck themselves and expect them to be like, okay, I'm going to go and fuck myself. Well, I this thought the door the, uh, would be like a barrier. Yeah. Well, yeah, well welcome I mean, to the victim blaming podcast with Stephen Glickman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we're totally like, like, what were you wearing, Robbie? I'm it sorry, was you your punched, fault. But you, you riled up a cholo. That's what they do. <laughs> if there's anything you could say is the worst possible thing that could happen to you. Uh, while you're trying to do something else, it would be while you're trying to take a shit. Like, punched in the face. Anything punched happening in the face. to yeah. you while you're trying to take a shit? That's the, that's the one time in your life where you have some peace 
Um, yeah. Some, you're relaxed. I read. I read. That's yeah, what you're I just, do in my reading. You're just exiting. You're just you're just relieving yourself. Exactly. And then to have that happen, I can't even imagine. That's how crazy. long are you in a bathroom for it? Like when you're at home, when you're in the bathroom at home, how long do you stay in there? Uh, if it feels good, I just settle in. I mean, it's like yeah. a good set. <laughs> <laughs> just hang in there. It's like, hey. Sometimes, everyone, sometimes I, this? time goes by. I treat like an open mic. Five minutes, I get my time, I'm out. That's it. <laughs> it depends. I mean, if, if you have to be somewhere, your body somehow can react to that and be like, all right, we're going to make this quick. We're going to do what we got to sure. do. And you get out. And then sometimes if it feels good, you just kind of hang out for a little bit. And, you know, although I now I always have to have my phone with me. Always, always, sure. always. Okay. I have to look what? at my phone. Of course. Look at maybe, you know, if I feel like it's going to be a little bit, maybe I'll start a game. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I'll check Because of that, I never want to touch anybody's cell phone anymore because everybody does that. And I know yeah. what they've been doing while they were holding their cell, cell phone. phone anyway. Well, they're always like, hey, check out this picture. And they like hand you the phone. You and you're just like, yeah. Like, I don't want to touch your phone. Yeah. I don't know like, where that's been. Two degrees of separation yeah. from somebody's asshole. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> It's, it's they don't, you don't actually wipe your ass with your phone, Robbie, do you? No, Is that but what like two degrees of separation, hand to ass, ass to hand. Well, what's the... Uh, hand, there should be toilet paper involved at some point, Robbie. What are you doing, Robbie? <laughs> Is that why you got beat up at Ralph's? <laughs> what, what's the, what's are the you last... Flinging, are you flinging like, poop at people like a monkey? Like, hey, what no, the fuck is going on, man? Someone fucking threw poop at me. Yeah. On, that's like, my, that's, that's my what they should have done. I should have like like wiped my ass and wipe it on him. Does he? Oh, yeah, that would... I'm sure that would not have You're sitting on the toilet, guy kicks the door when you're thinking oh you know how I'm gonna get this guy back all you're thinking right? is like I'm trying to shit and there's Cholo just kicked the door open did he have any final lines like any CSI lines before he walked out like like I mean kind of like what happened was now like it's time to wipe like what, what, what ended up happening was like after after he like punched my face in, I like got up and like glomped myself on top of him because no. like it wasn't like he was going to stop. Yeah. And the thing is, the security guard walks in at that exact moment. Uh huh. With so, the CSI theme. Yeah. Now, were you, your pants were still down at this point. Yeah. So like from his point of view, you don't know who the and real. Did you have is. like? Did you have a shitty ass because you hadn't had time to wipe? Well, I was like leaking. Yeah! <laughs> you were leaking. I was leaking. Of course you were. I had Indian food. Oh, God. This gets worse every time we I just Now everyone it's listening easy. wants to punch you. We just yes. lost seven <laughs> listeners right there. We're down to negative Stay two on. listeners at this point. Stay on. Urban um, Masala. Ride it out. Ride it out. Okay. All right. Um, you know what? This is uh, the perfect time for <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Absolutely the per- nothing. There's a perfect time for no, there's no, no it, segue no, out of it. It's the perfect time for us to hand out the vomit bags. Yeah. There's a perfect time to talk about your role on Sex in the City. Let's just <laughs> jump straight to Sex okay. in the City. Can we do that? Are we talking to me? Because I don't know. Know if the yes. share no, on my no, left has had Robbie, a role on no. Sex and the okay, City. Robbie, okay, here's here's the situation. Who we have in our midst here is uh, one of the biggest voice guys at the Howard Stern Show. Uh, at at uh, you, you've heard him absolutely everywhere. The guy is uh, he's been on tons and tons of TV shows. Uh, but but the shows that you have been on that we've seen you the most on are just huge, huge shows, like one after another. When you book stuff, it's like the biggest thing that's happened. I've been really lucky that way. Every show I've been on has been a huge show. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, a big round of applause. Craig Gas. Wow. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. 
Same <laughs> death metal band. The same death metal yeah. band. Wow. All right. So, Craig, uh, let, let's start. Let's start with one of my favorite credits of yours. Which, when I told my girlfriend that you were coming today, she, I was like, "Yeah, he was on Sex in the City," and she was like, "What are you talking about? I've seen every single episode of Sex in the City. Who was he?" I was like, "She." I'm like, "I'm like Craig played uh, the guy that like." I think he like sleeps with Miranda. Yep. And uh and it was because uh they were in like a fat like fat like weight loss program yes. team, like weight watchers or something like yeah, that. I'm I put not totally on, sure. I we met at a weight watchers meeting, so I put on uh I put on thirty five pounds to do the show. They wow. said, um, you don't have to put on weight. If you wanna put on weight, you can put on weight. And uh I started um I started doing the opposite of what everybody always says you should do. Like everyone says you shouldn't uh eat within three hours of going to bed. Um, I started eating every night. Uh, there's a, there was an Italian place across the street from my apartment in Manhattan. I would eat a big thing of lasagna every night and fall asleep with a full stomach. And the crazy thing was I would wake up hungry every morning. Wow. It was like stretching my stomach He basically out. just said, what does Stephen Glickman do? <laughs> basically. That's now, exactly now, what I'm doing. Did you do like a De Niro voice the whole time you're putting up 35 pounds for a roll? You're like, I'm doing the De Niro thing? Yeah, well, I, I, put, like I put on 20, I think 20 pounds in a month. And then they shut down production <laughs> because Sarah Jessica Parker had gotten pregnant. And I just kept eating and eating and eating and waiting for them to call me. And then... You know, there was a three blocks away from me was a, a Ben and Jerry's, and and Ben and Jerry's I would always see when I'd come out of the subway, and there's always this instinctive thing when I see Ben and Jerry's, I go like, wow, it looks good, but you know, you can't, and then I would walk out of the subway and go, oh, I got to do this for work. Wow! So I start eating, and you know, what happens when they saw you up thirty five pounds? I was really big and gassy, and uh, I had a really low self esteem. I was worried about because I knew my first day on the set, all I was going to do was go down on Cynthia. Um, I went down on her for nineteen hours my first day on the set, wow. from six o'clock in the morning Holy until shit. one o'clock the next morning. And this is before she came out. Yes, and uh, which was interesting because we did have a conversation. I kept trying to make. Small talk with her because I'm going down mm-hmm. on her all day, and I'm yeah. like, I mean, it was all simulated, but I mean, I yeah. was right, like right in there. there. I could yeah. smell it, you know, wow. and um, wow. it was awesome. And uh, Amazing. so I, I started trying to make small talk with her in between takes, and I, I said at one point, "So you have a kid in real life, right?" And she goes, "Yeah," and I go, "That's cool." So are you married or? And she goes, "No, I've been dating this guy." And, you know, I go, "That's cool." How long has been dating? And she said, Oof, uh, 12 years? And I went, 12? You've been dating a guy for 12 years? How's that going? And she went, it's whatever. (laughs) And she got knocked up that weekend and had a kid nine months later and announced to the world, I've just had a kid and I'm leaving my man and I am a lesbian. And all my friends were like, dude, you turned her gay. 19 hours. 19 hours of crazy ass will do it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. If anyone's going to do it, Craig if, Gass. if you're a father, you're worried about your daughter dating the wrong guys. Get Craig Gass <laughs> in there for 19 hours, that's and then another, she'll never date a wrong guy again. That's another the cool thing about uh, a lot of the roles I've gotten have always had like a weird twist on it. Like uh, I got to, I played this guy on that show on Sex and the City where I was this guy who loved to go down on this girl. And every time I went down on her, she had such a huge reaction. She exploded all over my face. And I'm such a sensitive guy that I just want to hold her and kiss her afterwards. Um, there's a character I played on the show, Las Vegas where um, I'm an X-rated comedian. It was a little bit loosely based on stories they'd heard me talk about on the Howard Stern show about getting banned from comedy clubs, but they said the reason I was getting banned is because I did this act 
uh, called the Portland Dangler, where I like to dr- drop my dick in people's drinks and stir the <laughs> drinks with my dick, and uh, and that was fun. You know, it took all these. Amazing. He actually did what the Love Master yes. says he will do. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and uh, and uh, so I've been lucky that I've, I've gotten to do some really weird shit on TV. You know, wow. I, have, I have a question. Uh, does that work both ways? Like, if you went down on a guy for 19 hours, would you turn him gay? I don't know. That's. Uh, I mean, that would be by definition. Gay. I, I think. You, yeah. Yeah. Like, I have a list. Liam Neeson is at the top. Okay. <laughs> have you? That you'd have, like to go down on? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Abs- yes. He needs absolutely. To be gay. Oh. Okay. He, he, well, he, you have to start. You want to start with a straight guy and yeah. have them turn. So you want to turn a guy gay? Well, Liam Neeson. Just Liam Neeson. Ma- mainly because I want him to be my Jedi Knight. Kind of like master. <laughs> I just want him to talk Jedi to me. There's something so likable about him. I can't imagine <laughs> yes. him being. He's saying I'm such a punchable guy, but I can't imagine this likable. Robbie's very fun. Yeah, I can't he's imagine very you. Fun. You, but you just want but something you, about shitting turns you. you kind of want to. <laughs> like, something about shitting makes you just a fucking asshole. Like fuck you. I'll come out when I want <laughs> And then the door kicks in. The Mexican mafia. Yeah. We I met Off the seeds homes. I met Robbie on the set of a movie called Neighbors with Seth Rogen and uh, uh, Zach Efron. He mm-hmm. was in the, he was in that movie. And yeah. He played one of the pledges in the movie. And the night that I arrived to to the, the set, my girlfriend was in the movie, so I went I went to like go hang out. And Robbie, I, uh, she said, "Oh, this you're gonna love this guy. This guy Robbie is amazing. You're gonna you're gonna adore this guy." I go, "Where is it?" She goes, "He's the one over there, bent over with fireworks shoved in his asshole." <laughs> He has fireworks in his asshole right now. If you look, and I look over, and he, what had happened was, uh, and I, I, you know, I don't want to take the story away from you, Robbie, but what had happened was, all of these guys had fake prosthetic asses uh, on put put on, and then they had uh, fireworks put in the prosthetic ass. But Robbie, am I right about this? Did not have. A prosthetic ass. You no, they, a, they went right between the cheeks. They like, went right in your actual ass. They went a little they, bit in. Yeah, yeah. He's a method actor. Wow, yeah. really I went get for in it. Character. Good yeah. for him. And I was like, if he's going to do this, you know, God bless. And, and Rogan loves him. Like yeah. Seth loves him. So I was like, I was like, well, I, you know, we kind of adopted him and brought him along <laughs> for everything that we do. And then we torture him now and then. <laughs> like, and it just works out. Like, you know, and he's he, you know, the thing that I love about Robbie is like self esteem wise, the guy crushes it like this guy you know he's uh he's he, he's a chubby bunny he's got big hair you know he's got glasses he's adorable and uh and we we have stripped him naked and made him run through chinatown holding our sign from our show really? and had him scream at people while we shot uh confetti cannons at him wow like and he's just down like he is down team like team player like we have done some crazy shit we dressed him up in a cake costume and attacked him like <laughs> really? we've done some weird stuff with him and he's just down for it because he's hilarious so team player man yeah man it's a good hard trait to, to have hard to find just don't fuck with a guy when he's pooping <laughs> yeah. yeah do you fuck with a guy when he's pooping <laughs> he'll make he'll make you want to just shoot him and kill him exactly. well some man out there please fuck robbie already like he's yeah, been hard somebody, for a long time somebody fuck robbie would you some guy has to come over and fuck robbie well you have to buy him dinner first that's what he said because that's the deal well, i asked robbie i was like are you on grinder like you can get laid if you're on grinder every every gay guy i know is on grinder they get laid all the time and you said you want to be 
you want somebody to buy you dinner first, right? A, a good dinner. Like, all you can eat sushi. That but that's not great. happening. Uh, you know, it could <laughs> it's happen. It's not going to happen, Robbie. Just go it, blow a guy. Just no, get it that's with. No, it can happen. I totally believe that it can happen for him. He's, he's look, look, a very sweet guy. Look, when you say Tinder guy. is for fucking, Grinder is for just fucking in five minutes. Yeah, yeah, I gotta say, as a straight man, that is something that's uh, to be envied, is how... Uh, slutty gay men are yeah. with each other. Like they're just down to like. I, I have a friend. He's a gay comic. He posts like messages from his grinder thing on uh, Facebook all the time. And it'll be like one message, like, "Hey, what's up?" And everyone's like, "What are you up to?" Nothing. Just sitting here in my hotel room. Want me to come blow you? Yeah, room three seventeen. Here's the address. Come on over. And it's like that done. Yeah, amazing. Guys are not big for story, just all action. No, yeah. it's all I, about. I want a little bit of romance. Yeah, <laughs> I want. I want a man to come over and like. I, I don't know, pet my hair before rubbing his balls on my face. Oh, you know, okay, God. That's thing. not too okay, much to ask. Do. Put that in a Craigslist ad, that specific thing, as a fetish, and I bet you there's somebody out there that wants to pet some guy's hair and then dip his balls in their head. This You'll is, find a guy if you put if you do it, it that way. It's a very good possibility. I You're just marketing yourself wrong, Robbie. Just You gotta take what you like and promote it like it's a fetish because there's some creepy dude where that's his thing. <laughs> you just can't be too picky. You know who I adore? Uh, Kate Quigley, who I hosted mm-hmm. the Date Fails podcast with. I don't know if you know her, uh, yeah. Craig. She's hilarious. Very funny. And hot. Comic. Yeah, yeah, very hot. Great. She does a thing where she goes and she reverse engineers uh, um, missed encounters. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. Craigslist missed encounters. Missed encounters okay. on mm-hmm. Craigslist. She'll go on there and she'll write... Uh, you were at the gym. You were staring at me. I want. I made eye contact with you. You're um, half black, half white, uh, gorgeous, muscles shining. You were talking about your job and how stressful it is, and and how you work at a big giant office. Uh, then I saw you get in a really nice car and drive. And a away. bunch of guys with nice cars and good jobs will call her. Yeah, it's like she re- reverse engineers the it. whole thing. That it's is you know what I do is, and I just did this a, a couple days ago. I won't name the comic because. Uh, uh, you know. Do we know who it is? I, oh yeah, and uh, oh, so but it's it's uh, what I do is when I see a comic talking to a cute girl, I'm very proud of doing this by the way. Sure. Anytime <laughs> I see a comic talking to a cute girl, I'll always walk up and go like, I I'm sorry, I, I don't want to interrupt here, but uh, Stephen, right? I am a huge fan of yours, dude. I love you so wow. much. I've got all your albums. That's so solid. And I got, are you talking to this guy? Do you know who this guy is? Are you guys like dating or something? You're not. Oh my god, because this guy. Do you, I mean, do you know how fucking cool See, this guy Craig, is? Craig, that and gives then, you like I'll, bro of the year right then, there. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll ramp it up and go, man, you know, so I'm sorry to buy. I just want to tell you that I love you. And if it wasn't for you, man, I would never even want to get into comedy. And do you mind if I just get a picture of you? Can I just, actually, you know what? Can I get the <laughs> two of you together? Like, yeah. Oh my God. You guys look like such a great couple. Let me get it. Actually, you know what? Can you guys kiss? Just kiss for the, we'll get to, I'm Whoa, fucking, oh yeah. dude! Yeah. Like, That's it. and I did it. To, wow, <laughs> I did it to Jeff Ross once at uh, here actually <laughs> at the Improv. I walked up to Jeff and I go, Jeff, and he goes, Yeah, and I go, Hey, I just want to say I'm a huge fan, and he goes, uh, <laughs> Okay, and I go, I love you. I, uh, I'm a big, and he's looking at because I've known Jeff for yeah, a long time, and sure he goes, yeah. All right, and I go, I got all your albums. He goes, I don't have any albums. I go, I know it's on the black market, but I love all your <laughs> stuff. I've gotten all your albums, and um, are you with him? Do you know who Jeff is? And this guy, and then Jeff goes, Oh, Craig, this is my girlfriend. And I go, Oh, it is. 
All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. Wow. Like, all right. wow. Yeah. But that's so cool. That's the coolest thing a guy can do. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it is, man. Yeah, that's amazing. Fucking, that's, that's a great move, man. Fuck yeah. That's a nice thing. because I care about people, Steven. You're like, you, you pay it forward. You I pay fucking, it forward. I, fu- I love people. Yeah. I want to see shit work Try out. Trying to make for them. love connections. He's yeah. like the Chuck Woolery. I you am, really man. are. I'm a fucking nice guy. Now, you should have uh, misconnections on Craigslist. I don't know if you saw this story, though. There was a woman who got arrested for her post on misconnections. Connections oh God! Please read it. Read I, the I'll post. read you the read post. Read the story. Read the post. Uh, here's the post she put up. It was a photo of herself, and this is a transgendered woman. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, okay. the post says, "I am 22 years old, and I want to play with a male horse. Simple as that. If you have access to a male horse and can allow me access to a male horse, then contact me, please. I will do something in return." So the police <laughs> set up a sting, and they took one of their patrol horses with them. Really? <laughs> that sounds like the the horse's worst day ever. And they say during subsequent communication, uh, she's, uh, this woman said that she wanted to perform oral sex on the horse and agreed to meet the undercover detective. And they brought along a horse from the mounted posse. And right in the middle of the horse poop and a Chicano and came just, in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but the thing is, I, so she's arrested for conspiracy to commit bestiality. Yeah. Or bestiality. But I mean, like... Like, uh, how's or the charge hot. for that? Like, it, like, do you have to actually touch the horse? Like, where does that come in? I wonder how the how the rules work on well, that. Well, I, I asked police officers about that. With uh, oral sex was illegal in Arizona um, when I was living there. I remember asking a police officer who was breaking up a party that I was at about, um, "Have you ever actually arrested somebody for that?" And then, what do you say in the testimony to to say I saw this yeah. person with a load in their mouth and <laughs> with you know whatever? Like, how how does that testimony go down? But um, yeah, that's. Um, that reminds me of the uh, the Sam Kinison, um, uh, what was it the the homosexual necrophiliac? Yeah, yeah. Did they put out an ad. Was, that, was, was it that an bit? ad or something? How did he find out about? that? I don't know how he found out because I remember the bit where you know it's like you know they I got caught, know, but they got caught. I think somebody got caught. Yeah. How did you oh. end up doing? Because I'm not to interrupt you, but how did you end up doing? Kinnison. Like, you're like I the know. definitive Sam Kinnison You're, you're like the definitive um, There was a video that I had of Sam at a party that I went to when I was like, I think I was like maybe 16 or 17 years old, and he was hosting this big Nam show party. Um, mm-hmm. Nam is the... Uh, music conference. Music conference. Yeah. And then Sam was uh, uh, hosting the conference, or hosting this party, and I had like 40 minutes of him just riffing at this party and I would always show it to friends over and over and over again and voices get stuck in my head so mm-hmm. it was just uh, just hearing his voice over and over again and then you sure you sure to get that voice you go wait a second <laughs> wait a second wow. I thought that guy was dead <laughs> oh, oh did you see that I, I just saw a fucking dead guy yeah. <laughs> can, can you do he was a- so great when he riffed because like, I have a, a copy of a feed I got from Stephen Pearl like 12 years ago when I was brand new in comedy and he gave me this uh, CD that I have uh, where it's Sam Kinison just riffing at the store for like 30 minutes mm. and this is back when he was dating uh, the Asian girl the Asian girl yeah and he's like bitching about her and then he talks about how Fountain Avenue like if it was if it was a woman he would fuck that instead of his girlfriend because it's such a great road because like it's saving from getting DUIs all the time and it was just like just him just being Sam at the comedy store because like I was never old enough to go see him when he was there uh, you know he died when I was like 18 or 19 so I didn't get a chance to see him live and he was always my favorite comic back when he was on Stern and stuff and yeah. I, I loved who, him but who is I think it was the guy in San Diego who used to play piano at the comedy store in San Diego he was married to a comedian um, oh Vicky Barbalak's husband yes yes he gave me a tape 
of was that the fucking tape? I heard a tape from someone. Um, maybe it was Dwight Slade gave me this tape, um, but it was a long time ago. And it's Sam talking about something I never heard him put out about uh, Nostradamus. What was it? And it was genius. It was genius. It was um, Sam saying, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm very fascinated by this story. Here's a story about this guy, Nostradamus, who during his time was able to predict major world events. Was able, was able to predict the World War One, World War Two. And fucking actually predicted the rise of Hitler and almost fucking named the guy. And if you know anything about Nostradamus, you know that um, he said uh, he described this person, time frame and the place on planet Earth uh, that he referred to as the great hister. And everyone said, oh, my God, he almost named Hitler. And it was the time frame. Everything's perfect. It lines up. And then Sam had this thing where he said, and and I'm reading this. and I'm going, wow, it's very very fascinating. And I go, wait a second. Wait a second. What if what if history hasn't even shown up yet? What if this is the guy that's going to make Hitler look like a pussy? Oh! Like, like, like oh Heister's still coming. He's still, still going to be here. Like, yeah. It was fucking brilliant. The paranoia and everything was just fucking oh brilliant. Oh, my God. So whenever um, people would compare, like, Kinnison to uh, Dice, I would always say, I don't know, man. Kinnison had this great crazy mind his his insecurities and all of his uh paranoia just fucking played out so perfectly how did how did you get started in all of this i mean you know like i I understand like the you know hearing voices and then them getting kind of stuck and and you doing them like for fun around the house and then how did it it get started my whole family's deaf everyone in my family is completely deaf. what yeah really i thought you knew that i did not know that the look on your face was like I've heard him on Stern enough times to where I know a lot about yeah, him. My, yeah, this is, my mom, my dad, and my sister are all completely deaf. So growing up in that family, wow. I couldn't learn how to talk from my own family. I learned how to talk by copying all the voices I heard on TV. And and uh, wow. and I never got an accent from the Bronx, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the Bronx has a uh, really thick, like, uh, everyone sounds like Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Everybody in the Bronx talk like this, <laughs> whether you black or white. Male or female, that's crazy. (laughs) Hey, this is the voice of your next door neighbor, and I'm a Vietnamese girl. That's crazy. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, so I never, I just always had this the weirder the voice, the easier it is for me to do it. And that's that's how I got into it. You're from the Bronx. When did you get to Seattle? Because you sort of have a long affiliation with being a big fan of Seattle sports teams, and you're like a big Seattle guy. How did that happen? Well, I was a Yankee fan as a kid. It was my birthright because I grew up 10 miles from Yankee Stadium. But I mm-hmm. had this this weird thing happened um, when I was eight years old. My parents took me to uh, a Yankee game, and at eight years old, I remember looking at my mom and saying, "This stadium is loaded with assholes." I was yes. eight years old, and I had that uh, I had this grown up uh, epiphany where I said. Um, if if my team winning means that all these assholes are going to be happy, I can't be a part of this. So mm-hmm. I just withdrew, and I just said, I'm, you know what? I'm an independent. I don't root for teams anymore. I just root for players. And then I moved to Arizona because there was a good school for the deaf in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So I lived in Arizona for 13 years so my sister could go to a, a good school in Arizona. And then I moved to Seattle to be a comedian in 1993. And when I got to Seattle three of my favorite Yankees that were part of my mm-hmm. uh, team that I grew up watching, Lou Pinella, Willie Randolph, yeah. and Goose Gossage were all part of the Mariners organization, uh, either as a player or as a coach. And 
and I became a Mariners fan, and I lived in and Seattle. And you were there for the rise of Ken Griffey, basically. To become yeah, a star Ken was and already Randy, Randy Ken, Johnson and all I, those guys. Randy, uh, I was there in '93 and '95 is when it all clicked. Yeah, for that right, team. right, right. And I became a, a big uh, Mariners fan. And then a guy who I went to high school with was a kick returner for the Seahawks. So I was like, mm-hmm. I've never been to an NFL game. Yeah. And the Seahawks sucked so bad Terrible that, that people were giving away tickets yeah. outside the dome. Every game. People free were tickets away, all the time. Or Jeez. five bucks. I mean, yeah, anything. Like I grew up here in LA and like I went to so many free Clipper games oh, in wow. the late 80s and early 90s. Because it was like nobody gave a damn about the Clippers at all. The, the, there was no value to those tickets. If they could get a beer... If, I, if, if, if you could buy someone a King beer at the Kingdom, mm-hmm. they would like, look, just buy me a I trust buy you. Just, just put this tickets. ticket in your hand. <laughs> I trust you. Just buy me a beer when we get inside. Just anything because the, the, yeah. there was no value to those tickets. So I started going to all the NFL games because it was something for free. Mm-hmm. You could do every other Sunday. And so I became a huge Seahawks fan. And now I book all my shows around the country. Every year I book my shows around... Mariners and Seahawks road games wow. and concerts. Any, I, I will not go to any city unless I'm hanging out with a friend who's performing a concert or going to see my team. And God, the Seahawks are amazing. Cool. Now, what are the Mariners bringing back the cool logo? Because you sort of have a version out on your head right now, like the old Trident, because I've seen... There's sort of like this. I, I know the White Sox are bringing back their old logo of like the black and white with the dude with the bat, which yeah, is so bat. much cooler. Yeah. Like at the Mariners, are they going to bring back the Trident? Because that's what I want to see in baseball. Yeah, I mean they sell it in the team store, and uh, it's it was like, such a great logo. When I went to Pittsburgh uh, the first time to do shows uh, when the when the Mariners were playing in, in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, I I wanted to get that old school. I don't know what you call that hat, the flat top. Yeah, the flat top, the stove pop. Stove type, stove top, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. I want to get one of those hats. The they, Willie Stargell look, yes, yeah. and Dave Parker, and they were all on cocaine. That's all those cra- guys. All yeah. those guys were on cocaine. That was an amazing. That's uh, the We Are Family cocaine era. <laughs> yeah, Barra, Dale Barra. They were yeah, all. I went to college in Pittsburgh. I'm from LA, but I went to college at Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh. So like, I was there, and like, I, all the guys that I knew, they like, they grew up, and those were that was the team they watched. And then midway through the '80s, they got busted for cocaine for everything, and then they were yeah. they became a mess, and they were terrible. And then who got all the cocaine? The mascot. Yeah, that's the mascot true. would go the pirate outside. Parrot. The, yeah, the, the pirate the, parrot would go pick up cocaine and bring it in for and the guy. Is that true? That's yeah. really the thing. Yeah, Bob Costas did a whole thing. Yeah. About, he, and when he, I was in the pirate parrot was has always been trouble because oh when I was in God. Pittsburgh, he got busted for like banging an underage girl in a swimming pool. No. The guy with oh the pirate parrot. Then. What? Yeah, wow. it was like all kinds of crazy stuff around the pirate parrot. He's, you you threw this uh, out troublemaker right yeah, when but, you walked in about about cocaine. Yeah. Is this something you can talk about? Are you down to talk about this? Yeah, of course, man. Okay, when you first walked in. Uh, you said that uh, I that, love cocaine. That you, <laughs> that you did. At least he a buck cherry here. He loves the cocaine. <laughs> that you, he actually hasn't done coke in over yeah. twenty years. Yeah, that you done. Yeah, that you've done coke song. in exchange for impressions. Is that a is that a thing? Yeah. That, when I was growing up, I'd go to keg parties and I'd be like, "Hey, man. Uh, hey, Craig does like whatever. Cliff Clavin or." Sam Kinison, or, you know, <laughs> and then they'd say, "You do uh, Cliff Clavin?" Yeah, it was like big in the eighties. Like, oh, show, uh, you know that. Uh, yeah, they actually call it cocaine is the uh, devil's dandruff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Wow. You know? Now he, just does, he does the piggy bank from Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Oh, how times have changed. <laughs> yeah, you got to take your children's aspirin. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I would do it and people would give me coke and be like, hey man, you know, we've got to get this guy to hang out. He's funny, man. They'd give me coke and and then I would do impressions for them to keep and then keep saying, hey, can I have some more coke? And they're like, I'll oh, do, do another. Like, yeah, sure. And then, 
<laughs> and then the impressions just got wonkier and wonkier. Like, Jesus, God. And now it sounds authentic. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, my God. Yeah. And then I got really good at doing impressions, and then but developed a horrible quote habit. Now, so did you, you have were- problems... When you when you got sober yeah. from that, because you've been clean for a while now. 11 years. 11 years. Wow. Uh, Mazel you, tov. Thank you, Did sir. you find, because I have friends now where they've, uh, like, they've had substance problems and now they're, you know, comics, they're on the grind and, like, they've now gone clean. And I've seen some of them, like, their act completely, like, just falls off. Like, they have to relearn how to do stand-up. Did you have that? Kind of yeah, issue? I mean, I've heard that from musicians, too. You have a fear of, like, oh, man, this is, like, I had a fear of just dating. Just there's like, sure. how am I going to meet a girl? How am I ever going to have sex again? Well, I can understand because it was like I, I can understand the the need to be on a substance when you're around most women. I well, understand that. Because, oh, Matt. but my thing was like totally. I'd, al- I'd always Good take Lord. a I'd always have a girl meet me at the comedy club because the comedy club would give me free drinks yeah. and I'd be like you know hey, and it go. gives you credit like they see you there and all of a sudden you're like oh he's Mr. Comedian well, guy see, like, yeah, yeah yeah that's true but but also getting the free drinks it was cheap mm-hmm. to like and then the drinks made everything kind of like easier to like start talking and get to know each other and then it always ended up in sex and just kind of like help like break down that whatever uh, hesitation you felt in that uh, see first no comedy time. clubs ever give me free drinks yeah. and that's, that's why I don't get laid enough that's yeah, and I, definitely but, the but reason that's but the, sad, totally, that's the only reason yes. the, I, only the reason. sad thing is I can't tell you how many beautiful women I walked away from who uh, we'd be hanging out we'd have a date and uh and everything be going good, and I have a couple drinks, and then that one guy, and everyone knew this one guy in Pioneer Square in Seattle would show up. He was the big, uh, the big time, small time dealer would show up. I remember Joey mm-hmm. Diaz used to always say, "He's like Craig Gass. Every time I see that guy, my fucking, <laughs> my fucking heart stops." You know? <laughs> Joe, oh Joe, my yeah. god! And uh, this guy would show up, and and it was, and I'd look at the girl, and I'd go, "Hey, I'll be right back." And I'd I'd go like talk to the guy for a minute and grab something for twenty bucks, and then I'd come back and and just jump into oh my god i just realized something i um have to get up to early tomorrow and i totally forgot about this so we, we have to like stop this right now i gotta take you to your car and i gotta just uh make sure you get home um i'm really sure i'm throwing so this chose at you, cocaine but, over but absolutely wow yeah, many, oh my many god times, many many times wow. and the girl would be like what and i'm like just finish your drink is that your drink right, you, want, you want to just pound that yeah just finish it and we'll just <laughs> and I'll, I'll walk into your car but yeah I, i'm so sorry i totally forgot about this i gotta wake up early tomorrow let me just get you out to your car god. take in the car and then come back in and what start a partying. huge that's yeah. a huge deal. And every yeah. once in a while, every once in a while, the girl would come back to the bar like an hour later just to check, and they'd see me in there just jacked up, and I'd go, and I just wouldn't look at them, and I would just be like really fucked up. Yeah. Oh, wow. that is embarrassing. Oh, my God. Embarrassing, but true. Yeah. Did they wow. ever call you on it? Um, I, I just remember being really fucked up when I got caught once or twice. I don't remember them coming over to have a conversation, but staring at me while I tried to like... Avoid eye contact, mm-hmm. like you know. Yeah, it's embarrassing. What, what can you say? I mean, Today they would yeah. write a blog on Jezebel about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there would be That's so many. So many there'd be so many like, blogs. Can you about imagine me. if Sam Kinison was alive in oh the age of the God. internet? Like, There's no be, way. Yeah. He it, would be. He'd be kicked off Twitter so fast. Yeah, yeah. He'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, it's a weird thing. People are more united now um, against bad words than they are against bad people. It's a weird mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, or bad absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like I, 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 every time, like there's there's somebody who didn't make the proper toy in the way I wanted. I'm like, are you serious? That's a, that's the issue, not the fact that there's starving little children Making putting together toy. toys. <laughs> It's the one. Yeah, there's a. I saw a thing that um, I did see uh, a little bit of rumbling on Facebook after the Oscars about the jokes that 
Chris Rock made about, hey, here's the uh, here's the people that did the accounting, and he brought yeah. out these small Asian children, right? And uh, and people got upset about that, and then now the Academy has now they apologized. apologized, and then today they said, okay, we'll meet with everybody to have a sit down to talk about wow. what. And I was like, but that's, always... and I was like, I mean, Ugh. in terms of what was said, uh, it's like, well, we, we, like I remember Doug Stanhope. Um, him and I used to always uh, work this club in Anchorage, Alaska, and I would always hear this legendary story about how Doug ended up partying with a senator in Alaska, and it all started with him <laughs> saying on the air in Anchorage, um, I partied with this girl last night who says that she's banging this local senator and that he has a really big dick. And he said his name, and the senator called in and said, that's not true. It's like, oh, it's not true that you have a really big dick? <laughs> and then the senator and, and Doug exchanged some words, and the week ended with Doug doing some shows, the senator showing up at his shows, and then the senator inviting Doug to join him in his limo to go out drinking. Oh, my which is God. Yeah. We, but, uh, it's I had like a, you had uh, your party with the Republicans who... Yeah. If you only knew who these people were, we could blackmail them so oh, badly. Oh, God, I could have blackmailed them so hard. And I wish you would have paid attention to the news 10 it years ago. It was just rough, man. I got invited by a girl here, I met here at the Improv uh, that blew me in the bathroom. And this is like 10 years this ago. This is like 10 years ago. Yeah. And she was like, hey, I work for uh, the Republican Party. You, she said this with yeah. your dick in her mouth. <laughs> in the bathroom. She goes, <laughs> she goes, look, I, I work for the Republican Party, and we're having uh, a big party at at my uh, boyfriend's house. If you want to come up to my boyfriend's house, um, you should come up to the... He has a big mansion up in the hills. It's going to be amazing. Uh-huh. And I go... <laughs> so but I don't have a bush. You, a bush. you <laughs> unloaded oh, you know a the load in the girl's mouth uh, who had a boyfriend. She tells you she has a boyfriend after you... Wow. We can cut I that, can't right? believe. <laughs> I can't believe how judgmental That's- a guy shitting on the... <laughs> A guy so open about like I told a uh, Chicano to go fuck himself while I was shitting on the toilet. The worst. <laughs> no, no. It's, oh, it's not Robbie. You. I'm just like I can't just... believe she. We'll get to the party. All right. Yeah. Don't make me beat the shit out of you <laughs> while you're on the toilet. Robbie, Robbie, get in the bathroom. We'll be in in a minute. Just to <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. me in the face. So long story short, uh, I get up to this giant mansion and there's uh, it's, uh, you can tell there's a big party going on. I walk up to the front and uh, she comes up to meet me and she goes, "What have What have you had to drink tonight?" And I go, "Nothing." I just drove here. I'm, I'm not drinking. And she goes, uh, you're not allowed inside until you do at least two or three shots. So I brought a bottle <laughs> and a glass. You're doing them before you walk in. And I was like, okay. And so I did like three shots and then she walked me into a party of the most debauchery I've ever seen in my life. It was like senators and uh, and um, uh, just like congressmen and just these grown men in business suits and they would have their pants, legs rolled up and their their dicks out and like crazy, crazy shit was happening. Wait, wait, their dicks and out the bottom of their pants? Because that's, no, 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 like, that's a long, that's a long pants. the pants rolled down. Pants, pants, like I'm pants. Falling. They had like pants rolled down and dicks out and they're like running around and it was, cra- it was crazy. Her dad was there. The boyfriend was there who was like 60. It was like the weirdest You said there were hookers like there blowing hookers like a bunch of guys in a row. Yeah, or? it was just a whole gnarly situation. But you don't know who any of these people were. No, I didn't know who anybody was because I'm not, I'm, I'm, yeah, Cana- was, I'm Canadian. They, it was when so. they had the California. California Republican convention that weekend. Yes, in 
in Anaheim. Yeah. I remember because he called me. Yeah, I called him. Morning, I, like, I don't know what's story. happening. How long ago was this? This was like about eight, ten, ten, eight years ago. to ten years ago. Yeah. But There's the a, end of the story was is that to at the end of the night, she, we, all the senators and congressmen were sitting in the bathtub with me. I was sitting in. We were all sitting uh, on the edge of the bathtub with our feet in the bathtub. Most guys did not have their pants on. I had my pants rolled up, and she was giving foot massages while she was high, uh, just to every single guy in a circle, like massaging everyone's feet. And then she turned to me and said, "Hey, hey, 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 hey! Listen, listen! Why don't you do? Hey, you're a comedian, right?" And I go, "Yeah." And she goes, "Do your act for everyone. You should do your act so that <laughs> wow. people. You should do. You should do your act that everyone can like hear what." you do like you hear your stuff and I go I don't know if right now and she goes now is the time now is the time and then I had to like do my act for a bunch of congressmen and like senators in a room and it was with with all of our feet out and a couple of their dicks were out it was really really well really (laughs) well isn't it funny how people think like oh you're the comedian I I did a show uh, I performed on um, Kiss Cruise oh please Mm -hmm. tell us and uh, I met a girl on the Kiss Cruise who's um, she is the uh, cruise director She's really peppy. She's the Julie McCoy mm-hmm. of the of the cruise, and um, she goes, "Oh my God, you're the you're the guy, um, you're the comedian, right? Does the voices, the Family Guy, and oh my God, do, do you want to uh, do a funny announcement on the ship?" And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah, I do!" And she goes, "Okay, meet me uh, tomorrow morning. I have to do my morning announcements, and then you can just jump in and just do like a bit or something." And I was like, "Sure, whatever." And <laughs> And she handed me the microphone and I, um, after making her announcements. And I said, just say we have two special guests that want to say hello. So she goes, all right, cruisers, we have one more thing, which is we have two special guests who want to say hello to you this morning. And this is being piped into every room on the, on the cruise ship. I said, hey, guys, this is Paul Stanley. <laughs> and this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> And we have a very important announcement. Do not panic. But we have a very important announcement regarding the Kiss Cruise. It seems that the Kiss Cruise has just hit an iceberg. Now keep in mind, when I said we've hit an iceberg, we're in the middle of the fucking Bahamas. But do not panic. Because Kiss is going to take care of everyone. Okay? We actually have three packages to get you off the ship. First, we have the platinum package, which is $5,000, which is we put you in a KISS life raft, and you have your own private photo taken with KISS. Then we have the diamond package. Isn't that right, Paul? That's right. The diamond package. Right, for $10,000, which is we throw you in the ocean, and then KISS floats by on a raft, and we do a private acoustic show in the ocean. All the ideas were all dumb fucking ideas. But apparently two or three of the passengers on the ship actually ran to the employees on the cruise and said, is Kiss really going to charge us to get off this fucking boat? They really thought that that was happening. Holy shit. Now, when you're on the Kiss cruise, I just saw a thing. I'm sorry, real quick, but is that what what busted you? Was that the thing that pissed off fans? There was a couple that upset the fans because they said, hey, that's not cool. And it was like... You know, I mean, really, you think I really wanted people to think like we're all, I mean, I made right, it, yeah. I made it as stupid mm-hmm. as it could be. Absolutely. I mean, it's really silly and it was, uh, but I get tastes of it. Like I, 
I don't know when it's going to happen, but every once in a while, someone will go, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. And I go, whoa, what, what? Yeah. what? It's, it's silly. It's silly. So I, and I never know when that's going to go now, off. When you're you know? on the KISS cruise, I just saw a thing. They just had the Gronkowski cruise, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they said a third of the people were there signed up for the Gronk cruise, and two-thirds of the people on the boat were just there to take a cruise. Right. So that happens on the KISS cruise as well, I no, imagine. Right? No, was no, no, everyone there for KISS. When it's something as popular as a band like KISS, who has a big worldwide appeal, you have uh, they can actually take the whole ship. Okay. There are some, uh, it, it depends on how popular, like Kid Rock does mm-hmm. a cruise once a year where he brings out comics. He brought out George Lopez a few times. Mm-hmm. Now he's buddies with Chris Porter mm-hmm. and yeah. Chris oh, Porter comes hilarious. out and does his cruises. So I love funny. Chris Porter. And uh, so it depends on how popular the the brand is and, and what they're going out with. But I want to say something though, when you were saying about uh, being at a sex party, there is something I'm trying to get some help with. And um, sure. it's a funny story, but there used to be proof of this on the internet and it's disappeared. So I'm trying to repeat this story over and over again to get mm-hmm. anyone to help me out. And I'll pay you 100 bucks. Okay. If you find me on okay. Facebook, I'll pay you 100 bucks if you can find it. It was from the weekend following September 11th uh, in 2001. I was booked to do a show that weekend um, that got canceled. Uh, it was in Manhattan. We were going to, me, Bobby Slayton, and um, Richard Jenny were going to, was it Bobby? Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Slayton, Richard Jenny, and I were going to do a show at the theater at Madison Square Garden. We were going to do four shows at the theater at Madison Square Garden um, on September 14th and 15th. They canceled the shows, and then I got a, a call from Stuttering John, who had heard, hey, I heard your show was canceled. Um, my show in Atlantic City is still happening at the Trump Marina. And, you know, those promoters have been wanting you to be a part of the show. Like, we're turning the whole show into a benefit now for the first responders, for the families of wow. the first responders. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come down? And I said, of course. And so I came down to do the show. It was me, John, I think Artie was there. A bunch of Howard Stern guys were there. And I got hammered that night. And afterwards, um, uh, they sent in a bunch of photographers from the local press to come take pictures in our dressing room when somebody announced, guys, Donald's coming in and wants to say hello. And so we're supposed to wait. And then Donald Trump walks in. And again, I'm shit-faced. I am fucking hammered. Donald comes in. He knows everybody because uh, he's had a relationship with the Stern Show for a long time, except for me. I don't know him. And uh, Stuttering John says, hey, this is Craig. He's the new guy, and blah, blah, blah. And I go, hey, what's happening? And um, we had raised money in these water jugs, uh, these giant water jugs, these water cooler jugs that you know you normally save coins in. Yeah. In those big water jugs. Sure. They were filled with 20s, 50s, and 100s. There was tens of thousands of dollars in each one of these jugs and somebody said uh hey let's get donald to take a picture with the comedians Ooh, you know hey let's give him a couple of those jugs with the money and well because you know we raised a lot of money donald so donald picks up these two enormous jugs and looks very awkward physically doing that and he's standing in the middle of all the comics and i looked at him and i went (laughs) I got a picture for you. How about a shot of me blowing Don for the money? And I got down on my knees and went, oh, and they all started taking oh pictures God. of Donald. Oh, my God. Two giant like, tubs of money and me sucking them off for it. And you used to be able to Google Craig Gas, Donald Trump, and there would be easily, easily a dozen versions of that picture. You can't find it anymore. Holy and shit. I just want to get a copy of that picture. Guys, it's a picture of me go blowing. out there, find this picture. Yes, hundred dollars. 
100 bucks, man. You hit me up on Facebook. Give me your address. I will send you $100. I will half match that with $50. Whoa. All <laughs> right. The Jews in me just, the, Jew- <laughs> the Jewish in me just kicked in. I want to help. I'd like to help a little bit. If I can help a little bit, I will. Um, all right. We got to uh, we gotta wrap up. But Thank you. For and Donald me. Trump will pay you $14,000 yeah. if you contact him first. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, Good exactly. Point. Well done, Matt Walker. Um, all right. What uh? What are we doing? We are we okay? I tell you, I love you. I love you. Why don't and you tell me? Tell us where they can find you on the. Uh, on the you can internet. find me anywhere. Just Google my name. Uh, if you want to see some really weird pictures, go to my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash I love gas. I love gas with two s's, and you'll see a lot of weird shit on there. Anytime I'm in a weird situation, I always try to document it. I love like, it. Like um, uh, quickly. Uh, I was at a heavy metal concert a few years ago, Slayer and Megadeth. Wonderful. And, uh, I might guy, have been at that show. The guys in Slayer and Megadeth are big comedy fans. They always come out to shows, so I wanted to go to the show. They hooked me up with tickets and passes that I could go backstage with. And I wanted to go backstage to see devil sh- whatever devil worshippers do. Yeah. I wanted to see... Right, yeah. You want to see Pentagrams, slaughtered virgins, sacrifice, sacrifices, yeah, the whole something. deal. Yeah. So I'm walking backstage at the Long Beach Arena when a guy stopped me and said, Craig, you're a cr- comedian, right? Craig? Hey, I, I didn't want to bother you. I just want to say hi. I'm a big fan. My name's Kenny. I said, hey, Kenny. Nice to meet you. Are you Kenny G? And he goes, yeah. And I go, what the fuck are you doing at a Slayer concert? <laughs> and he goes, eh, oh, that's amazing. My, uh, my kid's a big metalhead. And right at that moment, a Slayer fan, a guy with like a denim jacket with patches, jumped on Kenny G and went, fuck yeah, I like Kenny G, the devil. Slayer. <laughs> that, that's the way all Slayer fans sound. Oh. And, I, and while Satan is talking to Kenny G, I took out my camera phone. I got my buddy and I go, dude, take a picture. That's fucking Kenny G. Take, yeah. But make it look natural. Make it look natural. We just, hey, Kenny. What were you saying about, uh, and I tried to do this natural <laughs> face. My natural face is just bizarre. Like, I, I totally not I, natural. Yeah, yeah, this doesn't look natural at all. Just go. Right. Eh. Like, yeah. and, uh, so I'm trying to take a natural shot. All I see is my friend with the camera phone going, where do I push? I don't, what am I, what am I pushing? What do I, like nobody knows how to operate a fucking camera phone anymore. And I'm trying to keep Kenny G engaged when the singer of Megadeth, Dave Mustaine, mm-hmm. walks behind us, and I hear him say to everybody with him, he goes, are you guys leaving? Okay. You want to say a prayer? <laughs> oh, yeah, right, he, let's do this. Oh. yeah, he's a big Christian guy now. And yeah. they formed a Megadeth prayer circle behind me and Kenny G. And I'm looking at my friend going, take the take fucking a picture. picture. Yeah. Get the fucking picture. And I got it. And it's on my Facebook page. Facebook.com <laughs> slash I love gas with two S's. Go to my profile pictures. You'll see a picture of me talking to Kenny G while Megadeth is in a prayer circle behind us that will never happen again in humankind. <laughs> That's absolutely fantastic. That's how I'm it should be. All fucking worked up now. I yeah. love you, buddy. I you're love the, you too. You're the absolute best. Thank you, Stephen. Can you? All right, uh, Robbie, where can they find you on the internet? You on can... the shitter. <laughs> the Ralph's toilet. <laughs> you can. <laughs> oh poor Robbie! Oh god, uh, you can find me uh, at Robbie Carlisle on my Facebook or at uh, Twitter. Uh, you can also find me at the nighttime show. What? Oh my god, guys! <laughs> I, I have I have one request. Can I make one little request? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Craig, can you do Sam Kinison's voice and tell me that you love me? At, like, because I, I, I grew up with Sam Kinison and I always wanted to meet him, and it was like. After like years of listening to him, that I found out he was dead, and it was soul crushing. <laughs> you know, Robbie, I, I, just, I just want to tell you, 
That's, uh, I know you think you can't love yourself, but you can. Yeah, 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 you can. Yeah, and I, I wish I could too, but I was there. I was there. I wasn't. I was there when you were taking a shit on that toilet. I wasn't. I wasn't out there with your buddies, <laughs> laughing about it afterwards. I was right there while you were on the shitter, sticking up the whole joint while Mexicans like me were trying to kick the door down. Say it. Habla español. Oh, oh, oh my God. Uh, Amazing. Now, Robbie, see, you've blown it by telling the story so much. The first rule of Ralph's Club is don't talk about Ralph's Club. <laughs> Matt Walker for the go. win. Oh Check me that out. FunnyMatt.com. So... You can find me on there. <laughs> you yeah. son of a bitch. That was too good. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, you can always uh, you get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N Glickman on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we post clips from the nighttime show on YouTube.com forward slash funny guy from TV. Head over to the improv website. Check out the Hollywood improv. Every month we do this show, the nighttime show, um, and uh, and and come, uh, come check out the show and come say hi. Uh, love you guys. Peace. Peace out. Good night. Love you. Mean it. <laughs> <laughs>